I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a lot to learn with Austin Rogers. For the guy who knows everything, he's still got a lot to learn. Without further ado, here's Austin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, good day. Oh, good day is very appropriate. Yeah. I have no idea what time you're listening to this. This is a podcast. This is going to be a cracker of a show because we have got the one, the only, Mr. Drew DeCarvalho. <laughs> I can't even say your fucking name. That's pretty good. That's DeCarvalho, uh, who you hear at the onset of every episode of A Lot to Learn with Austin Rogers because he has announced for us, and he is a voiceover artist extraordinaire. Yeah. And the voice of Australia and America. Straight, yeah, straight, as they say. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, ya? there we go. That's the stereo. That's do, you want, do you want another intro? <laughs> and this is Austin Tyler Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> so today, with... Today with Druza, we're going to be talking about the industry of VO, Yeah, how people can get into it, uh, some tips and pointers, yeah. some fun anecdotes, Oh yeah, and then we're going to do a little, uh, little lightning round where we're going to see uh, how malleable his, uh, his vocal histrionics are. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, Drew. How are you, mate? Good um, to see you. Good to see you, too. It's great because, you know, we're mates as well. Yes, we, we've we known each other for, I don't know, 15, 20 15 years, years yeah. or so. Yeah. Um, not from not from drinking at the pub. Nope, that's not where we know one another. No, 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 no absolutely. Outside. Yeah, outside. No, we, yeah. we, we met at a... We met at a... At cher- a prayer meeting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> first, first Baptist Church of the Gaff. Yes, it's <laughs> uh, the Upper East Side Gaffer. Yeah. Well, Drew, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, how Listen. you know you've you've traveled the world, you've had various careers. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, voiceover. voiceover. Well, I tell you, it's a bloody fluke. And uh, thanks for having us on, by the way. Of I'm, course, I love this podcast. Some of them have been fantastic. So. Well, let's have a bit of fun. But it was so lucky. I came to, I actually came to America to sell ladies' dresses, would you believe? And I was in and out of ladies' dresses very quickly, let me tell you. But um, what, what size are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, worn right out, I am. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, this, we're all, there were a bunch of Australians in New York then, and we all used to get together. We were all drunk one night in a bar, and uh, the girl from the Australian consulate was there. And uh, anyhow, about three days later, she gives me a call and she says, uh, Listen, you sang pretty well last night at, you know, the bar. Do you ever do voiceover? I went, oh, yeah, give it a go, give it a go. And uh, before I knew it, I went on audition, which is part of the voiceover biz. You have to go on auditions. So I went on my first audition, and it was a pretty big job. It was Campbell's Soup. Now, why would the Australian consulate be getting you Campbell's Soup jobs? Well, yeah, I know. Well, in that day, there was not many Australians in New York, so they didn't know where to get Australian talent. So they just called up the consulate and said, do you know anyone with an Australian accent? The ad agency called the consulate to be like, get us someone, and the consulate's like, 
okay, Campbell's Soup. Yeah, exactly. So, and the, and the problem, well, the challenge was that the ad was uh, written for uh, Greg Norman, the golfer, who they used to call the shark, of course. Yep. So, the shark's voice, though, is all over the map, so they had to get an authentic Australian in. Wow, so? Well, it's all mixed up, because he's got this hybrid American-Australian sort of, and it doesn't really sound American or Australian. Uh-huh. So uh, it ended up, you know, can we get a real Australian? So the ad was really cool. It was actually a big fish tank and a shark appears from nowhere in the middle of this fish tank. And my line was, my very first line in voiceover in America was, um, when a shark gets hungry, he needs more than soup, he needs Campbell's Chunky Soup. (laughs) (laughs) And thus the humble beginnings. Yeah, and then, you know, it was funny because you can recreate yourself in New York. Now, I'm assuming that that was for, was that for an Australian market advertisement? No, it was for an American. Oh, it was for an American. Yeah. But Greg Norman was... Because he was a hot golfer at the time. uh, Understood. So he was a a spokesperson of sorts for um, for Campbell's. Exactly. Got it, got it. So then, and you know, and, and... when you say, how did I get into it, I always thought that I had a pretty good voice. Uh, and I actually had a job in Australia where I was doing a little bit of, you know, recording just for, just for work. But nothing commercial or anything like that. So, uh, you know, if, if, if you're one of those people out there who everyone comes up to you and says, you know, you've got a great voice. You ever done ads or anything like that? You might have a great voice, so I'll give you some tips about that later. Well, we are hearing Drew's dulcet tones <laughs> at the Ignition Room, a conference, meeting, brainstorming, do-it-yourself townhouse that you can rent for all of your corporate needs on the Upper West Side, 89th and Central Park West. Go to the ignitionroom.com for more information, and if you got through us on Instagram, you'll see some photos of the spot. It's pretty freaking cool up here and i really enjoy it comfortable space right excellent yeah it's beautiful here yeah well listen you know and then the the thing is that in in voiceover there's usually like three types of voiceover can i do voiceover do you think Mate, i got the got voice? A great voice you'd be do you'd, I? you'd be the voice of america in australia oh, well, I, <laughs> if you went down to australia <laughs> uh, i wonder if australian girls will like me yeah because the english and americans don't <laughs> I am so desperately lonely. Oh, mate, just tap on the head. The pants will fall down. No, we can't what say that. What the hell? What, what, the, what the hell was that? Oh, no, that's another story. But listen. <laughs> you're, 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 listen. I, I never even heard that. Dude, I don't, don't, don't even repeat it. I don't uh, even, I'm going to, I've never heard that colloquialism before. Yeah. Right <laughs> well, the, the point is that, that American, Americans get on with Australians a lot, where, you know, because if you're not, if you're not a dick, well, you're basically we, yeah. you're nice. Aussies like you. We both we both kicked out the British. Yeah, exactly. We both uh, convict classes. We both ethnically cleansed our native populations. Yeah, yeah let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, America, yeah. But, but the the thing is that the point is, if you went down to Australia, yeah, the girls like you as long you know because they also look at you as a ticket to get to New York. Yeah, and you've got an apartment. So I do. Say, I do. When I travel, I'll be able to stay with this new American boyfriend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I recently I recently went this. By the way, I don't know if you guys get the. T- the tone, but Drew and I are old friends, like we said. So this is probably going to go off the rails pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was recently in Bali and Penang. Oh wow! And uh, exposed to so many Australians. Oh, uh, the hard bogans. Oh, the hard my. bogans. Well, hey, tell. Tell tell American audiences exactly what a bogan is. Oh. If you have to, if you, it, it's like pornography. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but I know it when I see it. Yeah, well, it's sort of 
you know, I don't, I don't know, really, really rough redneck sort of like you know local bogany sort of re- yeah. Well, I, I can't, I can't describe right, it without right. using the word. It's, right, it's its own genre. Uh, flip flop, yeah. flip flops, and but let's not give Australia a hard time. No, please. I just want, I want people to know some things about Australia because I, not me. We, we, I do tourism Australia ads. I can't have you, you know, belittling the Australian I'm not public. Here. I just want, I just want to find out some subsets of the Australian public that I've never, I never encountered until Australians aren't bogans there are a few bogans amongst everyone yes exactly they're American bogans oh yes yeah they're, I believe it's called the states of Alabama Mississippi <laughs> I'm not going to any of those don't states anytime soon don't go there that's uh, my only American accent I won't tell you some boy we talk like that when we're down there in oh Alabama. yeah you would you would uh, that would not that would no, not fly no. very well but you know what in Australia that is spot on that is the perfect American accent really Oh, yeah, you could we, get away with American accent murder we can't yeah exactly we can't do american to save ourselves we end, always end up sounding like we like from, really badly from the south really yeah i'm trying to think of the australian actors that oh no no, no the australian actors are pros oh, oh. they get voice coached for months oh Austra- australian you, jokers just trying to mess around with australian, american accent got yeah, it lads the punters yeah have a go right like yeah. i would i would butcher an australian accent you I will can, and i'm gonna make you do it in, in a minute oh yeah. excellent excellent for the australian audience yeah um we do have listeners in australia because i've had met some australian friends in my travels nice. um, so Campbell soup Campbell soup We so get what? caramel soup and yeah, now, so now do the floodgates open? No, or? no, no. In those days, well, you, you know, you've got to get into the industry. You've got to get known, and the, and the way to get known is still sort of through agencies, right? And uh, you know, everyone asks, how do I get an agent? And and it's a tricky thing. I was fortunate because I had a, a niche market as an Aussie, so uh, you know, the, whenever they want an Australian, and I do British as well, absolutely British, um, we were able to sort of you know get known within that industry, and and I was. I was actually courted by uh, two or three agencies because they said, oh, you're Australian, oh, yeah, we need Australians now and then. So I ended up being freelance, mm-hmm. which was probably the best way to go for me because as a niche market, not all the agents get all the jobs to, to pitch it to their clients. Right. Um, so that was fun. But the next one I did was actually fun because that that interfaced with some of the big names, one of the biggest names in voiceover, Joe Sirola. So, Who's, uh, for the listener, who is Joe Sirola? Joe Sirola, you've heard him, especially, you know, in New York, he, you know, he's done so many ads. But I did a, an ad early on where I had to do a MasterCard commercial. And my line was really easy. I had to just, you know, go in there and, you know, yeah, it's a long way to Amaru, you need a map, you know. So I had to, I had to slow that down. And, what? Yeah. It's a long way to Amaru, you'll need a map. Uh-huh. Right? So I had to make that legible or audible. And then I'm in the studio and I hear this, is this on? I got, I got a one o'clock. Can I go? Can I go? Can we get this done? I'm going, what is that voice? And then I heard him do this thing because of the MasterCard. And he goes, gold MasterCard. I went, oh, my God. You know that voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this is one of the and, – and at that stage, there were only three guys, three superstars right. of, of voiceover in America, and they had 70 to 80% of all the jobs. And yeah. you would have known them. Everyone knew them. There was that guy because for the next two weeks, you know, I'm, 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 he, he finally says, Gold MasterCard. I went, that's the guy. And like two weeks next, it's like 
you know, General Foods, uh, uh, American Ford. I you mean, just, was, you, you just, you, you recognize that you heard him everywhere oh, all the time. Everywhere. Yeah. And they, they had two other guys. There was another guy who was a, in the, in a world, you know, the yep, guy who yep, does yep, all yep. the movies. He's in LA. Yep. And some guy in his pajamas in Montana who <laughs> just did all the rest. And then everyone else was struggling. So, uh, that was really cool. And those two, those two, I mean, because there's three types of, of voiceover, basically. Okay, um, what are they? I found it. Well, commercial, which is, you yep. know, you do commercials and, you yep. know, fosters and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Promo, which is within the station usually. You're promoting a show for a network. Yep. So, and I did that for like ESPN, History Channel for like six years, ESPN for 14 years. And then narrative. And then narrative includes sort of everything else, like audio books, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stuff like that, um, uh, uh, documentaries. Right, you know, right, right, right. That sort right. of thing. So, um, and, I, and, and because I was, you know, freelance and stuff, I got to quickly end up having a go at all of them. Right. Uh, but some people, you know, specialise in, in stuff. Uh, and these days, the industry's really changed. You know, um, you know, 20, 25 years ago, it was all by invitation only. You'd have to have an agent. You go sent into an audition. You go into a studio. Well, the technology has democratized the whole process. Any, oh, yeah. any, I mean, I'm recording through a USB mixing board exactly. on a couple hundred dollar microphones straight into a Macintosh that I upload to the internet when I'm done. And that's it. Yep. And, and a lot of the work these days is in terms of turnover is available on the web. So, you know, whereas before there were set things, a lot of it was nearly all sort of uh, uh, by, by contract and union jobs right? with SAG and AFTRA. Um, now there's like on the internet you've you've got to basically join the the the, the th- there's a thing called voice one two three and uh-huh. a couple of others where you get auditions you pay them a premium and you get auditions sent to you each day and then you actually record them at home right or in your own home studio and then send the MP3s in and, and stuff. I mean that's got to be supremely tough for the the hiring manager the person the creative behind this because. What if you're just flooded with 79,821 different VOs of like next on ESPN, yeah. next on ESPN, yeah. next on ESPN? Yeah. How do you, how do you, I mean, when I worked at an ad agency, I went through that same problem with stock music, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much stock music out there yeah. and you just got to get something to, so you type into the Google search, uh, the stock music board search, you type like buoyant upbeat yeah, and you listen to like 44 different tracks Yeah. And by the time I got done Listen, with that, it, it's I, I don't know. I mean, I just I just picked like the third one. Like I would I would I would I would once I got seasoned in that yeah. element, I'd yeah. be like, no one cares, yeah. no one knows. I'm just picking the, th- the one, two, three, the third one in. I'm picking that one. I play it. I'm like, yep, not married to it, but well, don't care because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of spending nine thousand hours listening to the same ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. I don't, I don't, I really don't know that end up process, but I do know that there's that that when I've seen these guys, and they go through it. They can they can listen within like three or four words. They don't have to listen to every audition all the way. Right. So if someone sounds off, starts off and it's like, oh, forget it, boom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like anything. I mean, it's that right. first impression. So, uh, but then, you know, I think there's nuances and stuff. Listen, I do Australian and British. That's my, you know, that's my go-to. Right. 
Um, and so, you know, you've, you've got to sound authentic. But it's funnily enough, one of the secrets to voiceover is being able to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I can, I can imagine that because the way you articulate a sentence, you know, you, you, you've someone wrote that sentence, yep. right? Yep. And they have a cadence in their head on how that sentence yep. should be read. Yep. Um, and then they hear you say the sentence not in the way that they heard it in their mind's eye or yeah. mind's ear in this case. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like, nope, you're out. Yeah, no, it's, well, again, in terms of the different types of promos. So, so a commercial one, like, you know, so I did commercials for Subway. I've done commercials for Australian Tourism, you know. Tourism Australia, call 1-800-NOW, you know. So you're, you're doing an ad. Yep. Which is, you're getting into sort of the character of just a promoter of sort of like an everyman. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember did, I, I did a series of uh, ads for Microsoft and my son was great because we're driving in from the beach and I got this call out of the blue and I said, it's an on-camera job for Microsoft. And I said, oh, I don't know, on camera, you know. And my son looked at me and said, Dad, light and fresh, do you know, and throw it away. I said, you're right, mate. And so I went up and it was a voiceover, but it was actually on camera as well, which is the opportunities you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, Microsoft. Oh, I'm a PC. Remember those series of yeah, ads? yeah, 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 yeah. I did the Australian Mail, and it was fantastic. Cause that no sort way. of gig, yeah, four gigs, and they flew me out to LA. We, you know, in, in this huge uh, mansion in Pasadena. Yep. And uh, it's great because you never had so much power because you know my lines were like literally just fifteen second ads. Right. Four fifteen second ads. There's a hundred and twenty five, hundred and fifty people all around me. And they've got this backyard in Pasadena and they're setting it up and uh, can we have another tree behind him? A tree appears. Uh, (laughs) Can we have some blue flowers instead of the red ones? Red, you know, can we have some more smoke on the barbecue? Two guys run in to do, they're the smoke guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And if I sneeze, yeah, talent sneeze. No, I mean, you shut down the whole thing. (laughs) But I mean, it's crazy like that. But, you know, so that's the commercial one. The promo is more like, uh, you know, I did ESPN. Yeah, you've got a good story about uh, you were you were doing a, yeah. yeah. Can you can you tell that one? Yeah, well. It, the, the golf and rugby. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so ESPN is, was a great gig. If you can get a gig, you know, doing for a network. So I was the voice for the Southern Hemisphere. So anyone, if you were listening in Australia, uh, down in uh, New, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, you know, China, anything below the Southern Hemisphere, Africa, uh, I was the voice. So you'd hear me things like, he's like, coming up next on ESPN, the Giants and the Jets. Watch it this week only on ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so I did hundreds and hundreds of those. And then, you know, so they're promos. And then then the other voice was like, you know, the, the History Channel voice, which was more like the golf. So it's more like a... Coming up next on the History Channel International. So it's like... You know, <laughs> right, right. Turn it down. So your story that I mentioned, yeah, ESPN, we were doing a bunch of, in a row. So you might do a, you know, a football one and a golf one, which was what we did. So we did an American football one. It was like, you know, you know, watch the Giants and the Jets this Sunday on ESPN. And then, then the next one was like this golf one. And, and Tiger Woods in the British Open. <laughs> and they're going... <laughs> Golf, golf, Drew, golf, take it down a notch. You're still in football voice. Yeah. <laughs> so it is completely different. It's called, Watch Tiger Woods at, at the British Empire, the big game golf on Sunday. You know? <laughs> it's totally that. It's horses for courses. But, you know, there's, there's, there's some great stories. Listen, voiceover, if you can get it, it's a great gig because, 
you you do a session and then the, if the session gets picked up and put on TV or something, you might get paid for like six months or a year. I mean, the Foster's beer ones, I did like did two sessions and got paid for four years. Yeah. It's fantastic. The Foster's, it's Australian for beer. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So any of you Americans out there, yeah, yeah, I was the Foster's guy. Yeah. 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 I, I don't drink it anymore. But, I, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think anyone <laughs> has heard of it. Because <laughs> uh, well, I once worked at an Australian bar and we had uh, – Oh, no one drinks it. Tui's and, and yeah. Cooper's, yeah. and there were a couple other yeah. really quality yeah. Aussie beers. Yeah. Well, you know what happened? It got too popular. So Foster's was the number one beer in Australia mm-hmm. for like 90 years, and then Paul Hogan took it overseas. Yep. And you remember Hoag's ads? He was everywhere with beers, Foster's. And oh, yeah, yeah. There was, there was, a, there was this mini Australia mania. With in, Crocodile Dundee. In the, in the late 80s. Yeah. In the late 80s. America went crazy for... Was Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, and there was like, oh, you'd, you'd get Aussie sunglasses oh, yeah. and, and Aussie flip-flops. Aussie shampoo. And, it's still going. Aussie shampoo. Oh, my God. I totally forgot it's about that. It came out then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and and I remember, I remember at that era, you know, I went to the Bronx Zoo, and of course, I came home with a stuffed koala. There you, know? you go. It was, it was. Well, you go down to any shop in Australia, you might come home with a stuffed koala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you if you end up in the bush by yourself, you might be with a stuffed koala. <laughs> let's not go there. No, and let's not talk about the drop bears. The uh, the yeah yeah. There is there is definitely an Aussie mania in the United States for a period yeah. of time. It was hoax. It was crocodile Dundee yeah. single handedly, and because he was very smart, because he did all those ads for Australia, put another shrimp on the Barbie. Yep. And then when the movie came out, everyone's going, you've got to see Crocodile Dundee. It's a shrimp on the Barbie guy. And oh, that did that like, come first? Yes. He did ah. like an $18 million campaign for Australia. Right. And then his movie comes out. So everyone knew him as the shrimp on the Barbie guy. Yeah. Bloody brilliant. No, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm just surprised that, you know, Australia is not a post-apocalyptic hellscape because that's how I grew up on it with yes, beyond, yes. beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, two Mad men, Max. Two men enter, one man leave. <laughs> yeah, that's where the bogans are. They're out in the bush somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a bunch of them. They're, they're just sort of redding themselves for the, 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 the rest of the collapse of the world. I've always wanted to go to, I like remote places and I've, I, I've just got this fascination with Alice Springs. Oh, mate, it's out there. It's it beautiful. is. It is. Yeah, it is. nowhere. Right? If you get out to Uluru, yep. here's rock. Yep. Uh, you really get a space. I, like, I don't like to think of them as space tours. As yeah. in the real space. You get out there, drop by yourself, drive off five miles and you are by yourself. Yeah. Man. By yourself in the middle of nowhere, and you really get an idea of how big the world is. Yeah, because no, no light pollution, no nothing. You oh, know? nighttime, forget it. Oh, the, the stars. I, I love seeing like that that amount of stars. Oh yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Alice Springs is a moderate sized city, a couple hundred thousand probably. Maybe. Oh, it's a bit bigger than that now. Bit, yeah, bit bigger yeah. than that. Smack dab in the dead center of the Australian continent. Yeah, and there's great. like there's no towns or cities. Within hundreds of miles within in every Kui, as we say. W- within what? Within Kui of it. What's Kui? Kui! Which means, oh. you know, <laughs> if you yell something in the bush, if you can't hear the Kui, then it's a long way away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic out there. Yeah. So, uh, this is our tourism ad for Australia. Go yes. To, go to Australia. Well, go mean, to Alice Springs. It's going to be fantastic I mean, you. that's sort of, that's sort of your, your, your shtick. You are the voice of, voice Australia, of Australia in the United and States. And I tell you what. For any of our listeners, this is a beauty about New York too. I t- totally reinvented myself because I wasn't doing voiceover in Australia. Right. 
I was lucky, and, and some people, when you get into voiceovers, the only reason I'm in voiceover is, is because my father spoke so well. If you ever met my dad, he'd say, Sonny Ducavaglio, how do you do? And that's how he spoke. Right. And the key with voiceover, for unless you're a one-trick pony, you've got to be able to speak well enough to do other voices. If you've only got one dialect and you come in as a real heavy, you know, G'day, mate, how you going, all right? It's like, what? Yep. Yeah, g'day. You have to slow down so people can understand you. Right. But if you speak well enough to be understood, in the voiceover biz, that means gives you a lot more flexibility to go up or down. So uh, talk to that a little bit. Um, you know, speech and vocal coaches talk about like articulation right. and palate implementation and stuff like that. Are these conscious decisions? Are they learned when you when you see uh, when you see a set of copy right. and you're you're like. Should I be speaking like this, yeah. or should I be speaking like this? Yeah. Or you know, do you make those decisions consciously? Do you run through a couple of scenarios, be like, maybe like this, maybe like that, or do you wait for outside direction? Or is it a little Mixture bit of both? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people say you shouldn't overplay it. You should just like you know, read it a couple of times so you know what the words are, and then give it a go. Yeah. Uh, other people like to practice, and they'll, you know, when you go to an audition, like you know, there's 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 the two types: the guys who read it once and then get their cell phone out and just you know muck around. You know, okay, got it. Then the other guys are in the corner by themselves, going over it like ten, fifteen times before they walk in. Uh, and you know, so there's there's two different sides of that. Right. In terms of the direction, you, you when it comes to do the actual final ad, you might do forty takes for one line. Yeah. So the direction is there. I mean, one funny story I did, I did. I used to do Steve Irwin, you know, for the Animal Planet. Yeah. Oh, and you you did his, I did his promos. Ads. Yeah. yeah, I did his promos, yeah. exactly. When he was out of town and they wanted an Irwin voice, I used to go in there. So I'd, you, I'd be in there sort of like, you know, uh, watch Animal Planet on Saturday night. It's a beaut, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the best one was I remember going, and this is a funny part for the voiceover thing as well, uh, they had an ad where they wanted to use just one word of Steve Irwin. It was like a corporate ad for Animal Planet. So they had a snippet of that, snippet of that. Like a crikey. Yeah. It wasn't a crikey. It was better. It was oi. <laughs> right? Oi. How many times did you have to record oi? So I'd go into the studio and I said, so is this the script? It's just like two letters. Yeah, that's it, mate. Can So uh, give us three. three. Give us three ones. You know, so they've got me for two-hour session, theoretically. You know, they pay for a session. When you're doing like something like this, you pay for a session. There's, there's different rates of scales if it's, you know, whatever. Um, and so I've gone, oi, 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 <clears throat> right? And it's pretty good. I thought I was pretty good. He says, uh, can you give us three more, you know, slow it down a little bit, you know, oi, 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 you know, and then... And you know, it got to about 12 and 15 and I'm looking at these guys and they're whispering to each other. You can see them behind the sound booth and they're sort of laughing a bit. Oh, can you give us as, as if you'd just woken up Saturday morning you've been there for a big night? I'm going, you come on, boys. Come on. Come on. 70 takes is the answer. 70 takes. 70 different enunciations oi. of oi. They just wanted to keep me. They were, they were basically screwing with me. Oh. And, and they used one of the first three that I used. <laughs> they totally used one of the first three. They just kept me there because look at this bastard. We, and, and I knew them. So we, it wasn't like, who are these guys? Right, 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 right. So it was very funny. 70 different oys. Oys. 
By the way, the remainder of this program will be listening to Drew do 70 different oys. <laughs> oh, I think, I think oi. we should do crikey. Oi. I think we should just go back and, back and forth crikey. 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 Oh, crikey. 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 Oh, piss off. Piss oh, sorry. No. You've got to keep piss. it. You keep it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, uh, it's okay. That, uh, that, that, uh, that works in your uh, vernacular. linguistic vernacular more yes. than ours. Yes, I know. But I know. we do have many shared English, Irish, Scottish, Absolutely. and Kiwi friends. So I Which mean, is fun. I mean, I'm sure, listen, the other thing which, which if people are out there and, and they think they've got a knack for, 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 for uh, you know, accents, yeah. and some people really do, and, and you can really hear it. And some people are really deluding themselves. Mm-hmm. But you see it now on YouTube where there's someone out of the blue who's done like five or six different accents, and they're fantastic. You know what's crazy? Um, since I work at an Irish pub, yeah, I don't know what it is, but people who don't recognize me, which is a disturbing amount of people, uh, they're like, where in Ireland are you from? I'm like, are you literally listening to me? But there's some sort of cognitive dissonance yes. in being inside the Irish pub with, yeah. you know, the dark wood. You've yeah. been to my bar, but yeah. whatever, dozens of hundreds, not thousands of well, times. Well, you're an alien, yeah. mate. No, I mean, and, and, yeah. and you're behind the bar and you're serving a pint of Guinness and, you know... Uh, uh, where are you from, mate? Yeah, yeah, and people are like, where, where, where in Ireland are you from? I'm like... Westchester County, New York. And they're like, but I thought you were Irish. Because I'm like, what point of what did I say was Irish? But they You look just, so Irish. I mean, I've got Irish descent in it, and, and I'm a functioning alcoholic, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, aren't we all? Um, no, no, no. But yeah, you, people, people see it, but also I've got my, okay, you ready? Here's, my, ready. here's yes. my stock. Um, so my, bar, my bar is called the gaff, right? Yeah. And it, this is how it goes. Here's, here's the scenario. Um, what's gaff stand for? And I go, it actually stands for nothing. It's an Irish slang word for home or crib. Like, oh, we're going back to me gaff for a couple more pints. And they're like, you're Irish. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just have that one <laughs> sentence down. Like, ah, oh, come on back to bed. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> me and Maki are going back to the, uh, me and Maki are going back to the guy for a couple more pints after the bar is closed. You want right, to come? Right. right? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. and they're like, oh my God, you can really do that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's like literally the one sentence I could say oh. because I just say it all over and over again. And, my Irish friends cringe when I say it because they're like, "You sound like a, you sound like a tosser." <laughs> well, that's it. I've, I've done movies. I did a movie once where I was an Australian voice, and the guy said, "Well, can, can you can you do New Zealand?" And I went, "Let me ask you a question: Is this movie? Yeah, is this movie going to be shown on a big screen in like theaters all around the world?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, "No, I can't." No, you don't want to. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to either. No, yeah. but because I can't do a New Zealand accent. Uh, Ipple. Yeah, no, Ipple. No, New Zealand's very funny. If, if you're trying to do a New Zealand accent, there's there's, there's five there's five uh, you know uh, you, you take vowels. Yeah, you take a e e r r. Yeah, is just basically uh 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 uh. uh. <laughs> so sack six six sock sucks. It's suck 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 suck. <laughs> and for all you Kiwis out there, you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> what I always what I always when you know there's a little Kiwi renaissance going on right now with like Taika Waititi oh. and he did, you know, uh, Shark and the, what was it? Shark and the Eagle, Eagle right. and the Shark and uh, Hunt of the Wilder People and What We Do in the Shadows and Flay the Concords yeah. and Thor Ragnarok. Listen, I love Kiwis. They're no. fantastic and they're good rugby players. The one but that I got I can't was, do their voice. The one that I always got was like, 
where we would say apple, they would say Ipple. 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 It's like I-P-P-L-E, right? Yeah. Well, that- it's the same with me and American. I mean, I can't... If I, I did one voiceover. Can I tell you that one little story? Yeah. So I've been doing voiceovers for AIDS, and I happened to have a car, and an audition came up, and they said, yeah, they want to use a voice. They like the sound of your voice. It's out in Jersey. So I've got... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Got to drive out to Jersey. It's like an hour and a half and there was no, there was no maps, you know, there wasn't MapQuest. So I'm like on map trying to, I finally get to this studio and it's this guy's garage. It's not even in the garage. It's below the garage. And I've driven all this way and I've walked down there and there's guys, you know, stand there in this sort of suit and he goes, uh, and I say, g'day, how are you, mate? Do you want the well-spoken Australian or do you want the g'day, mate, how are you going, Australian? He goes, no, well, I just want the, I want the voice, uh, you know, I just want a voice. Uh, I'm going... Oh, God, he wants American. I'm going, I've driven all this way. I, I said, so what are you, well, so for this machine. So I was the voice of a pinball machine. What? In Jersey. Wait. Right. Like, so, like, true like, story. Like the actual physical machine, like when the pinball machine was playing. Exactly. The voice would be like, tilt. Ding, yeah, tilt, tilt. Yeah, yeah, I had to tilt. do all those. Tilt, move like this. Bonus. Yeah. Bonus. Exactly. Bonus. <laughs> so if you want to hear, if you want to hear the voice of Australia's American accent, you've got to be very lucky somewhere in Jersey, there's a pinball machine. If you walk past, it goes, don't walk by, have a try. You're a winner. You're a winner. <laughs> so that is it. So if you hear that, cringe and then move on. That's that's your that's your American accent. Exactly. <laughs> I had a friend who did um I have a friend who he could do, he's American, but he uh, can do a great Scottish accent. Right. I can't do a Scottish accent, so yeah. I'm not going to, but he'd spend the whole night speaking, chatting up girls in the Scottish accent. Right. And the girls would be like, mind you, he's American. Right. They'd be like, oh, can you, can you say something in American? And he's like, ah, right. Let me, I can't do a Scottish yeah. accent. He's like, uh, let me try. Let me try. He really standard, stammered and be like, yeah. uh, and he'd like amp himself up to it. Again, he's American. He's been speaking in a Scottish <laughs> accent and he goes, Right, ready. Dude, I have a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> so so the whole joke was he'd spend the whole night oh, yeah. just chatting up girls in a fake Scottish That's accent brilliant. just to get that one line that in. Brilliant. Uh, mm, uh, 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 uh. Dude, I have a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Listen, you you know, you can get away. Australians and Americans, uh, you know, we get on despite the the same language, and uh, and I think there's lots of differences in that sort of thing. But when you're doing voiceover, you know, the the part of the the Australian side of things, 
in is in America for the voiceovers. There's two two things mainly. Yeah, they want you know they want Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee, yep. or they want the other one. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. They want they want Outback Steakhouse, yeah, or well, just a normal oh Outback Steakhouse. Oh god, Outback Steakhouse. No rules, just right. <laughs> yeah, you did you did that for quite some time, right? I did a couple of those, but that's one that got away really. And, uh-huh. and they even had a New Zealander do it. They had one what? of the fight of the Concords doing Australian Outback Steakhouse. What the, All the Aussies were up in arms. Yeah, I mean, having a Kiwi do an Australian, I, I con- mean, oh. that's that's like having a Canadian in Congress. I know. <laughs> his name's his name's Ted Cruz, by the way. Ah, <laughs> Ted Cruz is a Canadian. He is, yeah, yeah. Oh well, um, yeah. No, so well, you know, the 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 two voices that you get, uh, you know, from Australian is is, is Crocodile Dundee and or the other one. We and and it gets down to when you're doing the voice up in the, in the actual studio, the guys will, and it always happens because I did this audition once for Outback Steakhouse, and they said nailed it. We're going to choose between you and this other guy. We can't make our mind up. Pay you to do a demo, which is always good because sometimes you get paid to do a demo, not even right. to do the, do the main job. Right. And so my demo was like, you know, it had to be a forty-year-old man just come in from the bush. You know, these are the types of directions you get. Yeah. Uh, he's tired and and he, but he's still happy about being there. So mine was like, uh, our back steakhouse, no rules, just right. <laughs> right. And they loved it. Yeah. And it's so different to the ones that are there. I go to the audition on Sun on the Monday. And it's a snow day in New York. So the, the, the producer can't get there, so they cancelled it. Mm. Oh, no. And so meanwhile in LA, the guy who did the same audition, who they were paying to do it. Could get to the office. He got to the office. So I turned up on the Tuesday, so I'm ready to go. Because it's a big job. Yeah. And they say, sorry, mate, uh, unfortunately, they like the guy in LA, they're going to use him. And I went, no. You didn't even get a chance. And here's the thing. Because what happened, I know exactly what happened. When they got in the studio... The, the producers say, can you be more Australian? Mm. Which means, can you be more Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee? Dundee? And the final ad, which they did, went from, you know, Outback Steakhouse, no rules, just right. To yeah. Outback Steakhouse, no rules, just right. Yeah. And I said, I can do that. I know. Oh, so it's, it's one of those things. And listen, in terms of you know, trying to keep on track with voiceovers, you never know. Right. You, it's a luck of the draw sometimes. Right. But, but to break in... It's harder for American. I mean, I'm as I said, I'm a niche, niche, and and you know, right. Let's talk to who can cultivate. Like, what? Give me some genres of niches that someone could cultivate. Yeah. That maybe they're they don't know it right now, but they're uniquely positioned yep. to maybe flourish in the uh, yep. VO environment. Yeah. Like, well, as I said, yeah. I, I mean, think- you obviously you have. A accent. So yes. there you go. Yes. But what about someone with you know a, a, a typical American? What 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 maybe could they uh, hop on to? Well, it's because I get asked all the time. As soon as people know, you know, you do voiceover. Oh, people tell me I've got a good voice. How can I do it? So again, if you think of those three types, you got the promo, you got the, the commercial, and the narrative. Right. So if you are wanting and you think you've got a fantastic commercial voice, this was some advice someone gave me a while back. Get a uh, magazine. So if you're man, man, get a men's magazine, women, women's magazine. Mm-hmm. Pick, pick like 10 ads. Like a one-page ad in a magazine has about the same amount of copy as, as a 30-second ad. Right. And, and it's oftentimes very similar. So, right, because the same marketing staff probably wrote. The, exactly. Yeah. And, and so listen to and see if you can hear yourself saying that copy. And I say, yeah, I could hear myself. And then practice that. So, and then practice that as if it's a read for a commercial. 
uh, and that's a good way to sort of get an idea whether you whether you're good at this and maybe lay that down. Right. Like and that's and that's commercial. Chevy Silverado, yeah. most payload in its class. Exactly. You know? And you did it very well because again, you're doing what most voiceovers struggle to do when they first start is just throw it away. Chevy Silverado instead of yeah. Chevy Silverado. It's yeah. You don't have to push it. Yeah. Uh, and and there's lots of nuances and everything like that. But anyway, that's that side of that's that's a commercial, right? But there's a big market these days for anyone. As I said before, if you can read, if you can read well, if you read a short story, if you know that you can put character voices in your head, if you know you can actually make people understand a story when you're telling it, right, or reading it, right, you might have a good chance as an American to get a chance to do books because it's been democratized. Right. And there's opportunities for anyone really to jump in there and, and sort of have a go at that. Yeah. It's the setup as well because a lot of people, you, you've got to be able to do it from home these days. Yep. And uh, what I'd suggest there is you just got to go online and, and there's so many things on, you know, how to set up your, your home studio. And well, stuff like I that. suggest a Heil PR40 microphone. It's a beauty. These are nice, aren't yes. they? Heil PR microphone. I know. The only one for your voice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how much they cost, but they were <laughs> these, beautiful. They were not cheap. But they look, they're pretty should, we, should we give them our address so they can send uh, yeah. us samples uh, as well? Dear Heil, <laughs> dear Heil, I'd like some more microphones because yours are amazing. These microphones are the best in the world. Also, I'm recording on a MacBook Pro. Oh, Mac, yes. Yeah. yes. Does anyone want to give me a MacBook Pro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apple. Yeah, and I've got one here right in front of me as well. Yeah, I guess we got to uh, plug Mackie also because yeah. Mackie makes my mixing board. It's all good. But, yeah. but put it, setting up at home, you can basically set it up for about right. $600 Again. Dollars to 1000 bucks. Democratized, yep. And and then you can practice. Yep. And, and it, you know, again, the only reason I was confident that I could possibly do this mm-hmm. was I've always been someone who's like, Drew, can you read out the, you know, the thing at the school? So you had to stand in front of people. You had to be able to read. Right. Because reading, especially if you're doing an audio book, you've got to be able to read ahead. It's almost like playing a didgeridoo. You know, you put the... It's a circular, circular breathing. Circular breathing. Yeah, yeah. While you're blowing out, you're, you're breathing in. Right, because the sentence has to flow into the next one. This, so you're... Exactly. You're, you're, you're talking. Yeah. But you're reading six words ahead exactly. because you're going to figure out how this comes to a fruition. Exactly. Yeah. I, and it's I tricky get... because, you know, you, you sometimes when you're doing an audio book, if you're doing it in a studio, the, you, you're paid basically by the finished recording. Right. You finish, so if it's two hours, you get paid for the two hours. But those two hours uh, of, a re, of a book might take 10 days, you know, of, of, of recording. Or, or right, because you're, how... you're, you're in the midst of a sentence and you realize, I did not read that right. That's not how it flowed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you need a little bit of, obviously, a lot of practice to be able to do it by yourself, but, you know, in, in that situation. But the point is, with, with that, you've got to be able to read ahead because some sentences just go on a lot longer than you think. Right, right. And, and you know, so that you're not stopping and starting and redoing and everything, you, you've got to be able to be able to flow. Um, so that's one way that people can get in. If they think they can read well, practice it and then record yourself. Um, and there, there are books which are just straight narrative. I did, I did a really dense book. I did this very, very dense Australian uh, uh, botanical book. Uh, about Australian animals, and, and there were like literally twenty line sentences with fifteen Latin terms. In oh the middle God! Of it. At the end of it, the producers said, "Listen, we're going to give you like a, a bonus here because that's the densest book we've ever we've ever done." Right, 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 you know? right. So you've got that side of things, but there is again in that sort of situation, you've got a, a book which is 
which is basically just copy. Yeah. And then you've got a narrative where there was different characters. I, I did <laughs> I did one book where the main character was a 35-year-old woman. Yeah. And I was her voice for yeah. half of it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but there were like, there were judges and there were kids and there were old people and everything. But you don't actually do voices, voices. No, no. You, 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 but you've got to change it a little bit. You do like an inflection. Like, yeah. When like, you, like um, you know, yeah. Well, you know, welcome to my living room, Dolores said. Yeah, you know, like exactly. I didn't change my voice, but I did. I'm yeah. not like welcome. I'm really good. No, <laughs> no, it's not caricature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you, if you're trying to do little kids, exactly right. Like, I don't think I can do that. Said Johnny. Yeah. You know, but you don't have to go, I don't think I can do that. You know, I mean, you don't really yeah, have to I, go right into the whole thing unless it's in the actual script. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is a good distinction because that, then you get into voice acting, which is a completely different discipline, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, hey, so you brought up something um, that spurred my thought. A lot of commercials these days. Yep have their VO performed by name brand, name recognized yeah. celebrities. Yeah, that killed the industry a bit. Right? Yeah. Because you'll hear something, you'll be like, that is most definitely John Hamm. Yeah. And you'd hear something, you'd be yep. like, is that? Yep, Brian Cranston is yep. selling, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and I remember reading an article, the same thing happened with animation right you know like oh, absolutely all these animator yes. all these animation voice actors oh. are all put out of work because now we got to have seth rogan voice one I know. and selma hayek has to voice another one and you're I like know. so like all these professional voice actors yep it Bye. happened and it happened during my t- my time it basically right. as i said when i first that first story about those three guys those three big guys mm-hmm. they are still big in like the commercial side of things and promos and yeah. stuff like that but You've got so many real celebrities so far, you know, coming into the industry yeah. and taking a lot of the jobs. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, it's that whole recognition. But I think it's like a cop-out on, on the creative side of I things. I think so. I think there's something cop-out of that yeah. also. Because, yeah. like, you could be given someone who needs the work, the yeah. work rather yeah. than, like, like does John Hamm, because John Hamm does, like, Mercedes-Benz right now. Yeah. It's like, Mercedes-Benz, yeah. expect the best, or whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. And I'm like, is that John... That's John Hamm. Yeah. That means those creatives shelled out. Yeah. Oh, at least a million bucks. Blankety blank. Yeah. To tell Mercedes Benz that they're going to get John Hamm to say Mercedes Benz. And they get big money. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's just every fifth person recognizes John Hamm's voice. Yeah. So like, I don't see what the added value is for the, 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 the creative agency. Well, we just talked about it. But you know, it's well, but it, no, in terms yeah. of registering. How it, how does it align with the car? How does well, it align with, align well, like, with yeah. the purchasing I mean, process? I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone will go. I think that voice that I thought was John Hamm is going to make me buy a Mercedes. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So why not? Yeah. Why, why not save your money? Yeah. And but it's big money too. I tell you, you remember, you know, that, of course, everyone knows the Geico, the Gecko. Yes. Right. So the Gecko. Here's a great little story. The Gecko isn't actually a famous English actor. And I don't even know his name, but he's been doing it for ages. He's from a TV show. It was originally Kelsey Grammer. Right. Well, it's now an English actor that yeah. they got. Yeah. And, uh, and they've been using him. And the word was spread about four or five years ago. Uh, they said they're, they're going to replace the Geico Gecko, but you can't tell anyone. You've got to sign an NDA, right? So private sort of invitations went out to about 40 people. Right. And uh, apparently the, the guy was getting like about $2 million a year. Yeah. 
Uh, because he's, he's it's the biggest voiceover job in America, the Gecko. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he said, I want more money. I want double it, you know. And they said, well, we're not going to give it to you. We'll find someone else who sounds like it. This is great. So everyone everyone who got the audition went, let's go and do it. 40 people, 20 people, 10 people, me and two other guys it was down to of being the new gecko. Yeah. yeah. So I was eat, sleeping, drink, everything. It was like talking like this, walking down the road in Chicago and I'm the gecko, you know. So, oh, my God. Oh, That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, I was right in the zone. Oh. And uh, ready to do it and uh, it was a ploy by the actor and his manager to hold out for more money. They said, we want $4 million. Yeah. All right, we'll do it for three. Yeah, exactly. He was never going to walk away for no, $2 million of course, a year. No, of course he wasn't. It was just like, it was, it was, It was just an exercise in bait, you know? Totally. It was totally, it was, it was, it was very smart. Well, you have my vote of confidence because that sounded great. Yeah, <laughs> that, thanks, mate. That yeah. sounded a lot like the little, uh, the little gecko guy. <laughs> I'm still surprised that Geico even needs to advertise because, well, Whatever they're yeah. like everywhere. Exactly, um, their ad budget must be billions. Oh, and, and they did so many different types of commercials. I mean, the voiceover is there's a standard some you know yeah. guys in there, but yeah, the gecko, the, the caveman, and the motorcycle yeah. falls over, and yeah. the like. I I can't even keep track of their ad no. campaigns. No, um, advertising is a weird, weird little world. It is, but the voiceover, the other side of, of getting into it was. If you're out there and uh, you have a, a penchant, so to say, so to speak, of uh, mimicking actors and coming up with voices, ah, you might have a chance to yeah. do some stuff. And uh, in LA, there's a lot of anim- animation and stuff, uh, video games. There, there's some good gigs when you can get in video games. Yes, um, and that's voice acting. Yes, like you said our buddy um, Mick Malamphy. Yeah, Mick the Mick. Mick Mick. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, our buddy Michael Malamphy is yeah. the voice of the Irish character in Red Dead Redemption Two. He's fantastic. Yeah, uh, he got some great reviews for that too. There's like this might be the most sympathetic Irish character depicted in media ever. He's a great actor, yeah, Mick. Yeah, yeah, he is a great actor. He acts he's, like a barman. Did you, and besides that, you know. Did you see him in that one with uh, Matthew yes, Broderick? Yes. Oh, my God, how great was he in that? He stole the show as I far know. as I'm I know. It was, it was, we love you, Mick. Yeah, we love you, too, listening. Mick. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, we definitely got to get Mick on the show. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, well, I, didn't even, well, I didn't even think of that. I'm glad he didn't get on with me because he'd, over, he'd overtake it more. I mean, he's a funny bugger. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Shake, very, Shakespearean trained, you know? Did you know that? <laughs> oh, perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, where, where are we talking about? Oh. oh, yeah. So what? What like, you know? Okay, so you got the Australian accent. Yeah. Like, what? What? What other? What other niches could someone try to cultivate to well, sort of break into it? Like, I think, I think if you've got a strong again, if you've got a a, a general general accent. So I've got a general English accent, my well spoken Australian, but um, I get called now a lot for British. Because I've I've beaten a lot of the Brits in the in the voiceover biz in in New York and LA. Mm-hmm. Just I did a Nike commercial, and it was great. It was just one line, and I had to be like uh, I think Serena Williams, and, and she just won a twenty second. It was like twenty second Grand Slam or something. Mm-hmm. And my line was something like. 22, 22 in a row, Serena Williams, congratulations, like that. Yeah. You know? And then, and then I've, I've got gigs where I've done like, uh, you know, uh, Richard Attenborough, this beach 40,000 years ago. <laughs> this was a beach, you know, talking like that. So, you know, you get that. And then, and then of course, 
<laughs> I think it's half the time, but you know, we've got friends, you know, our English friends. When when the, and I can always do an English drunk yeah. because I've hung around with them so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so my favourite thing when I was thought I had a bit of talent was I used to do uh, Arthur from uh, you know from the movie. Yes, Dudley yeah, Moore. Dudley so Moore. Pinnaman, do you double your sorry? Open that door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm small around the parts, Rob. You know, I love a park. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly how some of our friends talk, <laughs> as we know. And Brits, you know, so to do a British accent. So what I'm really trying to say to your, friend, to your listeners out there is, uh, you know, if you love accents, practice them, have a go at them, and, mm-hmm. and then record yourself, see how you really sound. Uh, you know, because I just remember all my British friends, they just lose all their consonants. It was just long, one long vowel after a few beers. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, taxi, later. But yeah, so accents is fun. I, I can do that. I can do uh, talk like South African. You can talk like that. A little bit of Irish. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, different types of uh, Australian. Like you know, well, well spoken Australian. Yep. I did the opening for um, the uh, Sydney Olympics movie, and it was very much like you know, if the Australians are out there, like the Leonard Teal sort of you know, the old time television Australia, the big country, you know, that sort of stuff. And uh, so, I mean, you can throw accents in, you can practice them, you have fun with them. Yep. And uh, yeah, you never know. Just these days, you can just lay it down. You know, you get on even just on your Mac, you can use GarageBand. Yep. And a simple, uh, you know, interface and a, and a, and a hundred dollar uh, microphone, you and just away. figure it out and yeah. figure out what your niche is, what you're talented for, and then yeah, and then where are some of these? Um, what was the one you mentioned? Voice, Voice one, one two, two three. three. Yeah, yeah. There's another couple out there. Um, it's good and bad for us. I mean, it was the good old days where when you know there was only a few Australians in New York, and you know I got called for everything, and now you're competing against um, every Australian in the world, right? For a voice, I did a voiceover last week for Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. and it was a British voice. And I'm now the voice of Abu Dhabi Environmental Week. And it's like, okay, so I beat out all the Brits, everyone else in the world, to get this strange sort of voiceover for their Environmental Week in Abu Dhabi. That's the world of voiceover now, right? Right. And uh, and you know, and but again, if you're if you're a one trick pony sort of like me, you've got to be able to sort of extend it a little bit. And be able to show that you can do different accents within that genre, and then uh, you know basically you know have a bit of fun that way. But yeah, but you've been told you, you sound like other people. I'm sure. I don't know who I sound like, but I remember like when when I I occasionally like recorded like scratch vo just for the the, the backing track for things. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, all right. then like you know one of the creatives is like. I'm actually going to just keep yours in. It's fine. So I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Do I get paid extra for it? It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I made a couple videos back in the day where I did my own VO and everyone's yeah. like, wow, you sound really polished and professional and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's the, the reading thing. That's and, what I'm saying. And the, uh, the enunciating without over enunciating thing. Exactly. You've got to, you've got to have your, you've got to have your, your consonants crisp, yep. but not crisp. Yeah. You know, yep. it's, 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 you can't go too far, you no, know? No, no. Um, and I think I've got, you know, other than a couple, 
a couple trigger words. I think I've got a very neutral American accent. Yeah, no, no, you've got the. I, I mean, think that's you, you've got the perfect basis to do an American voiceover. I mean, I could I say I say tournament instead of tournament, but I can just say tournament if you want me to say the NCAA tournament. Exactly. But I would say the NCAA tournament because yep. that's how it's properly pronounced because it's got the word tour in it. There the rest go. of the country, it's not the word tour. <laughs> it's the word tour. Rest of the country. This is. Really Yes, Austin Dylan uh, yeah. Rhodes is well, coming out now. Also, the man from Jeopardy. Also, I'm from New York, therefore I am always right. <laughs> there you go. It's true. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I always like to say like they're like, oh, you're American. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're, we're different. Yeah, I I don't think I can say. It. Well, I've been here a long, long time, but You've you know, probably been here longer than I've been alive. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've got I've got shoes older than yeah. you, man. But no, but I mean, I don't think you know, people people then say, you know, how come you haven't picked up an American accent? Ah, but you have. When you go back home, people will notice. No, 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 no. no. Well, my friend English Neil, it's funny, yeah. we call him English Neil. He's been in the United States for now, oh, probably 35, 40 years. Right. And we call him English Neil. But when he goes home, they call him American Neil ah. because they think his English accent has been completely Americanized. Oh, no. Meanwhile, he sounds as English as crumpets, bad yeah. teeth, and imperialism to me. <laughs> but when he's in, when he's back in Britain, they're like, wow, your American accent is so strong. He's like, my... Uh, what was that? I don't know. I don't know. Something just buzzed. Who cares? They, they will, we'll leave it in the live cut. Yeah. This, this is the bonus track. That was a buzz. Yeah. That was the CIA looking in on us from somewhere in this rooftop. Yeah. What was the... Uh, so, voice one, two, three, what are some of the other places that where people can go to try their luck? Um, I don't want to say try their luck. That's sort of negative. Yeah. Uh, to, to hone their here's, here's what I wouldn't do straight away. I mean, do, do as much research as you can by yourself on the internet. Look it up. Look up YouTube. Find out who's... You know, these days, everyone's self-regulated. If, you know, if the guy is not a very good you know, voice coach or anything like that, you can look it up and find out. If nine people out of ten say he sucks, he sucks. You know, don't believe the other one, one person or whatever. So do your own research because there are people out there who say, oh, only $2,500 and we'll get you a, a voiceover demo tape. Uh, you know, you've got to practice, 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 and then, you know, you get a friend possibly to put it together with you to, to, to really see if you sound pretty good because, you know, right. get it out there. Um, so voice one, two, three, again, setting up something at home where you can, you know, do some practice, where you can have some headphones on and listen to yourself because mm-hmm. you can sound, you can really listen, you can listen to yourself and see how you sound. We're listening to ourselves right now. We are. It's we're doing, we're doing tick, the, talk, tick, we're now talk. in the, uh. We're now in, in the, my mind. We're now in the national public radio voice. Oh, hello. Yes, hello. Yes, good evening. Would you mind getting off my lap? <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, Symphony Number no. 9 in D minor, Opus 125 by Ludwig von Beethoven. And if you're just joining us, please put your hands back where they were. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, mate. I, I reckon, listen, voiceover is fantastic fun. It is It is acting, though, in terms of some of those different genres. Yeah. But, again, you and I, we were lucky. We've got, we've got good, good solid bases. Yeah. The other people, and I've done, some people, literally, they sound like, hello, and that's their real voice. Yeah. And they're fantastic, and they get fantastic jobs. Because that is just so unique. Yeah. Yeah. And the classic was uh, Bart Simpson, of course, is a woman. Yes. Yeah. Who knew? Half the boys 
on The Simpsons are voiced by women. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But if, if you would have asked that woman as a professional voiceover, if she's getting in it, do you realize you're going to be like a, a, a young boy? Yeah. No. For the next 35 years. Yeah, no. You're, you're Lee Smith. Yeah. You're oh, Lee Smith is her name. I tell you, it's a great gig. That's oh, my thing. God. That, yeah. I did a couple of, I did a couple of uh, with cartoons with, the, with Nickelodeon, and that's a good one. I still get paid. I still get a little check now and then because they just keep running them. Right. So that sort of thing. When you get into the voiceover, if you get serious, to get paid properly, you need to join the union. Yep. You need it's sag after, and then you know if you get a union job, then you can get the residuals. Right, and that's the big payoff. So right. people say, how do people make so much money in voiceover? It's and, once the backlog is spooling and well, operating in perpetuity. Yeah, but it's 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 the two sides of it again. Because if you're a celebrity, yeah, they might get a million bucks up front to say, hi, Ford. You know, yeah, Ford's great. Dennis Leary does Ford trucks. Yeah, he's exactly. Yeah, yeah. So or. You might be someone else, like the gecko. Well, he sort of got, but the gecko. I mean, they get a lot of residuals, right? You know, so uh, like the Foster's beer, uh, and and I better do the Foster's because everyone, oh, you're the Foster's. Now, I wasn't the Foster's can guy. He was famous, you know. It was beer, Foster's, yeah. Australian for beer. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the classic. Yeah, what was what was what was that ad campaign? It was like you know, it would have one thing. Yeah. How, how to speak Australian. Yes, yes, yes. How to speak Australian. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. Guppy. Yeah, exactly. Foster's it was Australian for beer. Coffee. And yeah. it was just giant honking mug. Exactly. Beer. Exactly. And, which is very funny. Yeah, I got some great stories about it. But I was, no, I was the bottle guy. So they, they did a campaign for about four years where they concentrated on the Foster's bottle. Yep. So I was more demure. I was like... Um, how long does it take an Australian to find his soulmate? Foster's, Australian for beer. How long does it take an Australian to find his what? His soulmate. Or, oh. Or the other one was like, um, how can you tell you're drinking your true blue Foster's? Well, there's boomerangs in the bubbles, of course. <laughs> that, that and a light, crisp, refreshing taste. Foster's, Australian for beer. That was terrible. <laughs> that was the ad. I know. Oh, the copy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's garbage. But it was, was, hey, but, listen, it, was, it paid the rent for like six months. So there we go. There we go. I'll, I will dance monkey dance. If you say I will well, pay that's you. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. You can't be too precious. No. When you get in the voiceover, oh, I don't want to be the voice of a toilet roll, mate. Wow. Good money yeah, being good the voice money of in the, the toilet, toilet roll. roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Give me the toilet rolls. Give, give me that Charmin yeah. money. Give me yeah. that Charmin double ply money. I always remember because on camera. Today's show is brought to you by Charmin. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, it doesn't matter what you look like in voiceover. And the good thing is that you could get some ads anyway as voice because you never know what people want in terms of the, 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 the position of someone right. talking. Well, we're both devastatingly handsome so yes, we could yes. be on camera too well, yeah i remember getting my first on camera job and uh, it was for mci and uh, you know i'm i'm i wouldn't say that i'm a tall man i'm like five foot seven on a really good day in someone else's shoes and <laughs> and and dark hair and anyway you know the classic australians of course the, the blonde guys the hemsworth brothers yeah you know, yeah six. yeah so i've walked into this audition it's classic audition and there's six people on the couch there's the producer and the creative director and the writer and the hair guy and whatever and uh, they've seen like 20 other people and i've walked in and i've, I've looked at them i've stopped pregnant pause and i've gone i suppose you guys are looking for the six foot two blonde australian well here i am <laughs> and I got the gig. Nice. I got the gig on camera for him. So it was fantastic too. So, yeah. What I'm the point of that is that with your vo- voice, doesn't matter. Most people end up doing their voiceovers in their pajamas. Yeah. Home. I mean, yeah. it's a great gig like that. Yeah. yeah. But 
you do get a chance to actually get it sometimes on camera. Uh, and and that's a great fun, you know, when you when you can do that, right? And and you know, being on the other end, half the time people don't know what they want until exactly. they see it or hear it. Exactly. So 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 you can go out there and yeah. you know you can think that your voice might be a little off kilter, a little bit different, or a little bit weird. Yeah. But that is what someone would be drawn to. I did this one my my first ESPN. <laughs> I've been out all night. I think I arrived there like about an hour before I went to bed. And uh, I've walked into the audition and uh, and I've gone, uh, what's it for? It's oh, the Australian Grand Prix on ESPN. Yeah. Okay, give it a go. So I've got there and I could hardly talk on Australian Grand Prix, Thursday on ESPN. And that's exactly how I could talk. I've been out all night. So I got the gig. And they loved it. And they loved it. And I've turned up on the Thursday and I've gone, okay, we're ready to do this. Okay, what's the copy? Oh, Australian Grand Prix, Thursday. And I go, like, no, do it like you did it before. (laughs) I go, I better go outside, have a couple of cigarettes and some scotch. (laughs) (laughs) So I go, oh, Australian Grand Prix. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fun. Oh, man. Well, this has been invaluable advice for people who want to get into this industry and give it a try. And just like Drew said, give it a try. There's, It's totally democratized. You've got the technology. You've got the digital marketplace where you can try to sell your wares yeah. and get your voice out there. Yeah. Um, in, 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 okay, let's, let's give... Uh, Let's give everyone, in, in, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, an encouraging slogan yeah. for them to go out there and do it. All right, let's, let's, uh, give, me, give, me a, give me a Nike slogan, a just Nike. do it. Yeah. So everyone has, 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 has Drew. Voiceover. Voiceover. Just go out and do it. Yeah. Have there we go. go. There we go. Have a go. Hold on, let me. And you do, a, do, a, do, do American. I'll do a Brit one after that. All right. Voiceover. Anyone can do it. Even a caveman. Geico. <laughs> you sounded just like the Geico then. That was good. That was good. Well, I'll do a British one. Um, voiceover. It's absolutely easy to do it. So just have a go. <laughs> I can't do accents. Yeah, well. I, I can do inflections and tonal modulations. It's, it's, listen, it's, just have a go. Um, if you like. Do, do you have any shout-outs on your blog page and stuff like that? No, no. no, no maybe. No. No. As I said, it's on the internet. Have a go. You never yeah. know. I was drunk in a bar. You know, the, the yeah, girl there from we the go. concert just picked me up. You know? I've gotten every, like almost every job and girlfriend I've ever had and subsequently lost was from being at a bar. Yeah. So sometimes in your own environment, you get these opportunities. But if you're serious about it, have a go at recording something. Record a book, you know. Yeah. Record a poem. Record yourself. And, you know, everywhere is local now. Yeah. You know, who knows? Your voice might be picked up in Kazakhstan. (laughs) And if you're in Abu Dhabi, I am the Abu Dhabi voice of Environmental (laughs) Week. So have a wonderful time. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this was a fantastic, fun ride. I hope you guys learned something. Mr. Drew De Carvalho, thank you, buddy. Let's go have a pint. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to me. I have to have a pint. Oh, nice. As we say in Australia, hooroo. Hooroo, indeed. Good night. Cheers. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.